1: Welcome to Baldly Go, the officially unofficial podcast for all of Star Trek. Uh, This week we're doing our season two wrap-up for Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Uh, Ron, I know we have a bunch of feedback. I know we have some thoughts that we want to talk about first, though. Um, Our feelings on the season overall, maybe hopes and dreams for Star Trek of the future uh how, how are you feeling after season two plans for what
0: we're going to do with this feed potentially oh. um mm-hmm. how am i feeling about star trek strange new worlds i think star trek strange new worlds um was a this season two was a confident step forward for an already confident for first foray into star trek like i think this is the best star trek i've seen since late se- uh the uh the deep space nine uh i can't okay. believe how good it looks i can't believe how much like how deep into the lore of Star Trek that the writers delve into confidently. Um, And yeah, it wasn't perfect. Like, in fact, it's a kind of a bummer. I think the finale episode is one of the weaker episodes. Now it's also part Hmm. two of a, of a, or part one of a, of a, of a cohesive whole, but um, honestly, yeah, I, I think I like season two even better than season one. What did you think about season two?
1: Yeah, I think I'm there with you. Um, It might be recency bias, and I remember these episodes a lot stronger because I've seen them sooner or more recently. But, like, I find myself thinking back on this season and going, man, that was a good episode. Oh, that was a good episode, too. Oh, the episode where nobody had a memory uh, past the day. That was cool. Spock turning human. That was cool. Yeah, I just had a lot of fun with this season. Um, you know, Lon and Kirk having their episode. That, that was a lot of fun. I, I don't know, man. I think they really did a good job on season two. And I'm kind of surprised to say it, but I think it's even better than season one. Yeah, I mean, we got
0: feedback saying that Under the Cloak of War might be among the best episodes of Star Trek ever. And it's like the fact that I don't think anyone can deny it belongs in the top ten. Which one is this? Uh, Under the cloak of that's war. That's the that's the one of the BINGA, the ghost backstory. Oh it ends, like, yeah, it's a great episode. Like it's, I I I think yeah, and and like it, a lot of this, a lot of this season, I was like very wary. I'm like, am I pro Strange in Worlds because I want Star Trek to succeed? That's my mm-hmm. bias. Like mm-hmm. I've been pretty open about that. Like I, you know, but like also I've pretty demonstrated that I can shit on modern Star Trek with the best of them when it's when it sucks. <laughs> um like some of the stuff in the first two seasons of picard Uh but now when i look around i look at a fandom that's kind of united in thinking this show is great to excellent
1: yeah yeah i i I had complicated feeling with star trek because i love it um as a franchise and Mm -hmm. i like probably 60 or more percent of everything i've seen in star trek but like i don't know how to judge it because i it always feels like am i being too too kind to this show but i don't i don't think so i have they lowered the bar so far in the past decade with star trek or more two decades honestly that i no longer feel like they have to hit a very high bar to impress me or is this actually good tv well it's actually good tv I definitely think the floor for bad track is lower than i've ever seen it be in the for last sure
0: 10 years mm-hmm. but also like if we're being honest i think we've raised the bar in the old series quite a bit like they're mm-hmm. good i definitely am not gonna you're not gonna come here this is the wrong shop to come preaching the next generation hate okay sure but the first two seasons of that show are mostly cover your eyes bad oh we yeah we know we talk about it all the time right and they they would they and there would be a good 10 to 15% of episodes per season the good 2 3 that would be got stinkers even in its glory runs of season 3 4 and 5 and then that i think it got more kind of 50 50 um you know mm-hmm. in the later seasons uh, so it's like I, I think it's a little bit it's like you got yeah, rose colored gla- rose colored glasses looking at the old stuff uh, we're mm-hmm. judging the new stuff up against the best tele, you know, the golden age of television, yep. and then yep. out comes Strange New Worlds, which is just, you know, and and if you'd have told me like at the beginning of the season, okay, here's the deal: Jim Kirk is going to be on the Enterprise six episodes of this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're gonna have another uh, love sick Spock episode, except for he's gonna turn into a human. There gonna be a there's gonna be a hundred percent musical episode. I'd be like, oh Jesus, this sounds like this show has complete. How the hell are you forcing this much Kirk? Mm-hmm. But now that I've seen it, it's like no, nah, it, it just all worked. Like I and, and I don't know if uh, it works because I want Kirk to be on Enterprise so bad that I'm I'm looking over why, especially the first officer now would be gone from his ship so much, but like. As long as they can keep saying, ah, Sam Kirk or "ah, uh, time wrinkle. I I just want it to work so much that, that the show is working.
1: Yeah. Or is it just working? (laughs) No, I think it's just working. I think it's just good. (laughs) Uh, favorite episode of the season. Oh boy. Um, it might be that memory episode. The more they go down to the planet and they lose their memories. Uh, the day Or uh, it a might mental... that might be the name. I'm terrible with titles of episodes, but yeah, I, I like that episode a lot. I thought the mechanic was super interesting. Uh, I think. It, I, I don't know. I don't know. It felt very Star Trek to me.
0: Yeah, that's like the, that, um, you know, thirds rule I came up with in the last episode where it's like you got to have at least a third of it being solid science fiction. No, that was tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Or no, is that was among the Lotus Eaters tomorrow, tomorrow, yes, tomorrow was the Lotus long Eaters. Kirk episode.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, God, That one was good, too. Yeah, there's a the car chase. But other than that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: what are you going to do? What are you going to do in Ontario? Yeah, how about um, you got a favorite? Is it the
1: musical episode? Because that's my yeah, least favorite by it's, far.
0: Because I've watched that like two or three more times since we did the podcast on it. Uh, I showed it to you a friend it. of mine. Right. I've been, you know, I've been, I've been listening to some of the singles. Like, yeah, I just, yeah, uh, and I and I like it more and more the more I, I watch it. But I'm not going to tell you that's the best episode. I, I think the best episode is clearly under the cloak of war. Um, yeah,
1: I, I think that's pretty
0: easy to say. Yeah i'm surprised how much i like the old scientist though i did not know this i saw this on tiktok last night that uh jack quaid um did that riker that was like an impromptu thing that he just did because he's like he's like i was thinking about the scene i get there jonathan Frakes is behind the camera mm-hmm. he's like i gotta just do it and jonathan franks he was in the inner room when they were telling the story he says my wife who was on set screamed said This <laughs> like on the first take because it's just so funny uh, uh, and no one knew it was coming, so it's like I, you know, I'm surprised how much I like that episode, even though I have essentially zero affection for the uh, lower decks.
1: Yeah, it, it might have been the juxtaposition of the silliness of lower decks that I think you're not into versus this crew. Uh, you know, them being sort of the straight men to Boimler, right? And, uh, and they're a good yeah. deal sillier than even the silliest, I think, Star Trek crew. Oh yeah, yeah
0: like for sure that's one of the you know the third uh, one of the thirds of, of that strategy is like you know these kind of like zany swing for the fences risk taking episodes like the musical and like I yeah, I don't like they definitely did that once a season like they'd have Q come by and you get Picard you know in Robin mm-hmm. Hood tights doing stage fencing but like it wasn't as frequently I think as the fun they're having in this show and I, I, I think Agreed. that's good yeah um all right I want to talk is like, you know, there's a lots of uh, hopes and dreams that our fans have uh, that, that have written in Star Trek, at Boldmove.com. I want to talk about maybe some things we're looking forward to. Uh, and I'll start things off. I really do hope they keep this. You know, it's obviously an informal, but this rule of thirds where you have one third of Star Trek is mind bending, thoughtful, s- cutting edge science fiction. You got one third sturdy character pieces to spotlight individual members of the crew because they're all so fantastic, and one third these silly swing for defense experiments. Like mm-hmm. it's fucking time for a mirror universe episode. I oh, want to see a mirror yeah. universe episode with this crew so bad and it's been so long since Star Trek has been fun enough to do one that I got
1: mirror pike? What mm-hmm. the fuck does mirror pike look like? I don't know, but I want to see it. Mirror and Anson Mount can do it, I guarantee
0: um yeah i mean we've we've seen mirror spock before in Uh in episodes but like yeah i'm i'm just really curious to see how that the and that's the stuff that they
1: can do what mechanism Uh, do you want it to take because like you could do just the straight up like ds9 uh tos mirror universe kind of stuff right or you can do (laughs) the thomas Riker transporter accident stuff you can Mm -hmm. do some kind of space anomaly right send them through
0: I gotta see see mirror universe I wanna see the the sexy crew (laughs) slinking around in eye patches and leather bustiers and yeah Uh the lawn probably have a whip Yep. Uh,
1: yep for sure what about you I got it. I got another one. What does Carol Kane look like in a mirror universe? I was about to. I didn't want to trigger
0: you. I was like, "What does Dark (laughs) Pelia look like?" I might like her more. I might like her more. Yeah. Yeah. At least it would fit. She's vicious. She's
1: feeding crew members to crew members to the engine. (laughs) Yeah. The Warhammer-esque Pelia. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I like that a lot. Um. I'm really hoping they have a good run with this Gorn stuff because I think the Gorn are super cool. And if we can get, like, maybe not a full-on war, although it seems like that may be where they're going, at least, it like, a, a few good skirmishes, right? Yeah, agreed. I want to know more about them, too. Like, the Gorn that they fashioned here seem really interesting in a way that the Gorn in the original series are not. Uh, i got a kill there's a killer idea to connect those in feedback okay so stay tuned
0: for that if you're the type that usually skips the feedback there's there's some (laughs) there's some there's some some solid uh gornification uh unification of the gorn of the the
1: gorn you know uh Uh yeah i'm i'm pretty pretty excited about that is it the gorniverse where everybody all the crew is gorn no no i don't want to spoil
0: it i don't spoil it it's it's uh (laughs) it got me excited for the next season um all right right. another thing that's something you probably can guess from the bitching i've done this season i kind of think they need to tighten up the science part of the science fiction here
1: oh yeah yeah
0: if you want us to be there for when subspace riffs are making everyone sing and dance you gotta kind of sweat the shit that we figured out in the early 20th century. Like, you gotta... You you can't, you know... And I I thought that used to be the hallmark of old Star Trek is that they would have cutting-edge popular science concepts Mm -hmm. like quantum mechanics and gravitational waves, and, you know, they would be pretty straight with that, but then you'd also have the, the subspace hyper Span or you know all, all that stuff to go on to it and I just you need a kind of a hard crunchy science crust to put all the pie filling of the crazy babble bullshit or it just doesn't work and I think they fucked that mm. balance up and like later a se- a seasons of Voyager uh, and they never quite got it back and I think that's one of the flaws of this show is that they 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 are rigorous to the trek of it but they're not as much rigorous as to the star part of it
1: room temperature superconductor episode
0: let's go lk99 baby like mm-hmm. i, I want to see pelia fucking
1: with that next <laughs> season yeah. yeah all right yeah i like that and, and maybe tighten up the writing around some of this stuff like you know crash at least have the crew concerned that they're crashing a gigantic uh hole a gigantic saucer section down onto the area of the planet where their crew might be Mm-hmm. Uh, so that might still have living crew aboard it too it's another that thing might that might also point it out and... right so considering they found living crew on it uh-huh. yeah uh-huh. There's still a- pockets of oxygen yeah yeah maybe maybe sweat those smaller details too
0: um I here's one other hope could we do a longer season could we maybe get 12 13 oh, episodes a trek don't
1: press your luck man I've seen longer seasons of trek and there's a lot of filler true maybe that's the that's the secret sauce I think they could do 12 I think they could do twelve, but
0: also I I, so. I want them to turn turn it around. I don't want this to
1: take three three plus years. So well, I mean it's probably inevitable at this point with the the strike and all. Probably, I mean, it's they're... a shame too because they really got the
0: hustle going for season two. Like they they got that turned around in about a year.
1: Yeah, uh, I feel like they had, had a pipeline for Trek. Right, like they had mm-hmm. they had a Marvel esque kind of schedule i got a continuity of yeah. like showrunners and
0: writers and, and I don't know why it's working so well for strange new worlds when it wasn't working so well for Picard and, and the disco, but yeah, it is working. So,
1: I don't know. The strike's going to fuck all that up and you know, that's, that's the intention, right? Make it hard right. for them.
0: Yeah. Make it hard, hard for the studios to make money. So that they'll share some with the, the writers and the actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do, do you have any other,
1: um, no no i think that's about it i'm willing i'm open to whatever they want to try but we'll see how it goes yeah
0: uh well we got a lot of feedback we got a lot of people sharing their hopes and thoughts and fears their ideas about the final few episodes if you'd like to send us feedback star trek of dot one brief mention speaking of strike um it's likely it's a strike continues and there doesn't seem to be any budging of the of the production side of things um we're probably going to run out of fresh television to talk and we've talked about some things we could go and revisit you know like what are some things we can do to produce content if the content just kind of stops and we got the star trek feed and one of the leading things that we're interested in is maybe doing uh, a rewatch of the old series i think we got uh Rightfully, we took some flack for not knowing some some, some of the finer points of the, the old series. I've seen it. I know J- Jim hasn't seen it all. It's been 30 years since I've seen it. And I don't want to make any promises. I don't want to talk about timelines. But just, like, if you are thinking about unsubscribing to the feed until next Str- Strange New Worlds, maybe maybe keep up and see if uh, we've, we're doing something by Christmas. Uh, mm mm-hmm. Cause yeah, I, I, we got some fun plans for the all of Star Trek part of the the promise of this feed that we haven't come uh, come across. So yeah, we'll definitely be back for season three. Yeah, like whenever. I can almost guarantee we'd be back for season three. Um, and uh, like I yeah, lower days de- and lower decks starting pretty soon.
1: Uh, lower decks I think does have a season four dropping sometime. I think it's already produced, so I don't I don't think the Did strike they, is going to affect oh. it.
0: Did they go ahead and shit can Star Trek was it prodigy was it the one that they're like, there's there's like a show about I Star think so. Feet?
1: It's the the kids show. Yeah. The animated series.
0: Yeah. Uh, but we're definitely definitely keeping our eye on on Trek in this feed. So if there's significant Trek news or like I said, if the strike, it continues the to to strangle the content side of things, then uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we're back with uh, another Star Trek series we're considering. But again, no mm-hmm. promises on the wind that would be uh if you want in fact if if before we get the feedback if you want to keep up with what we're doing uh the best way to do that is follow us on your choice of social media at bald move except for tiktok it's at baldest move um and uh yeah and if you really liked our series uh, i can encourage you to join our club where you can get even more inside access at support.baldmove.com
1: set phasers to add we'll be right back Captain on Bridge, welcome back to Baldly Go.
0: All right. Star Trek at Baldmove.com. Esteban is up first. Fun fact when I took Spanish in high school, uh, you know, did they did you did you take a foreign language and did your teacher assign you a foreign language name? Oh. Because in oh, no. Spanish, they all on uh, the first day we were assigned Spanish names, mine was Esteban. I was Esteban for right. two and a half years of
1: high school Spanish. Yeah, I took like one semester of of Spanish, but I don't think I got a Spanish name. What the, the hell? He name you? Damn, Jim. Jim was already
0: uh, Espanol enough. Apparently, guess so. Gemito. Uh Espan says, uh, as far as episode seven goes, I binge watch all of the lower decks just to find out what the fuck the koala joke was about. I enjoyed the series, but sad <laughs> to say, I must have missed a koala maybe it ran through too fast Jim can you please fill me in on the koala joke
1: <laughs> no I don't remember the koala really
0: koala are they memeing about something's gonna happen in the new se- the new series the latest series like it's not oh, even released maybe yet it's
1: set up. I, I mean I, I just have a bad memory for this stuff but I don't remember the koala sorry uh, episode 8
0: says, it's got to be the best episode of uh, all of Star Trek. Maybe that's recency bias, but I loved it. Uh, Aaron, I give you full permission to call Mbinga the ghost. I've already taken that liberty, as you probably noticed. Um, even better than said, Inner Light?
1: Even that's what I'm than... saying.
0: Like Consensus the old series best, City on the Edge of Tomorrow. Consensus TNG best, Inner Light. Consensus D- DS9 best, In the Pale Moonlight. This could be it. This could be. It's only season two, though. City on the Edge of Tomorrow is season one of Star Trek. So, like, I don't know. It's, it's, this show's not over yet, but like, yeah, I, it, it's, it's in the top 10 episodes of Star Trek. If you just want to talk about quality, not quality, of, like, I don't know what quality is. Fan favorites or whatnot. What do you say? <laughs> no. You don't know what quality is? No, I have no idea what quality is. Coal quality well, that's when you grind them up and uh no. medium roast them, steep them in hot water uh Karen says regarding the musical episode uh she referred to our podcast on the same as sparring baldly, so because we were we were at each other uh, <laughs> yeah. as, uh your podcast was fun. I do have to say if your bar is the book of Mormon or Hamilton. You know, those things take years of work and a lot of wood shedding. You're not just going to get that in a single episode of TV show. But I do they get don't I They Don't make it. Don't make
1: it. That's my I response. Sur- i
0: surprise surprised I have moved at times, though. It's seriously perfectly valid to say this is not my app. Yeah, I mean... So here's the how you square that circle. If you don't like musicals to the extent that you only like the very best musicals that like once a decade Mm -hmm. there will get like a one that comes out and they're like, this is the must see. That's fine. But it also, it's tough to judge, you know, a single episode against that. Um, but I get it. Like I was like, I don't like listening to all country music. I will listen to the best country music. Um, and if I was listening to one of my favorite musical acts like if Run the Jewels or something did like a country music album I would probably want it to be in the 99th
1: percentile or I'd probably think it's shit. So yeah, for sure. It goes. I mean I Look, I think it's totally fair to judge any piece of media by the best example of that piece of media. I mean the the, the bar gets really set. Uh-huh. The bar gets so you set. Ju- mm. And and then you you have to judge it against what exists, right? I mean, that's just how it works. It's always going to be compared to other examples of the genre. So I don't know. I, I think it's totally fair to compare this to a Hamilton. Yes, it, they didn't have years to to write and produce it, but if that's the case and you don't think you can do a good job, then just don't make it. Go, hey, that's something we'd like to do, but we don't have the ability to do it, so let's not do it. Uh, I, Like I said, I, I don't know that they should go back and make another
0: musical because I think they did not i don't think they killed it i don't think this is like you know but you would have to be on that hand, like because i i think the the risk of ruin and going into like a truly mediocre musical episode um is, is 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 higher than they want there's so many other fun things they can do besides just running back a musical episode but um sure sure I don't know. Now they got the subspace improbability field, though. I could. I, it'd be kind of funny to see like a 1950s style black and white comedy
1: mm-hmm.
0: episode of Strange New Worlds, or sure, like I'm trying to think of other genres that. they could run that through the improbability field to get something fun.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um, some, something more. Cheers. Everything's set in uh, the port galley and uh pike is sam and uh Una's diane and uh who oh, plays oh,
1: cheers yeah who, who
0: plays woody harrelson that would probably be sam sam Kirk, yeah right mm-hmm. <laughs> sure i could see it anyway back to back to karen she says chapel they're finally t- making her the character she should have been on the old series they introduced her as having giving up her research career to join the enterprise as a nurse uh, and they also introduce her missing fiance, Roger Corby. Dun dun dun. Do you recognize what? that name?
1: Yeah, that's the guy who's she's doing the archaeological medicine. fellowship He's the Louis with.
0: Pasteur mm-hmm. of archaeo Archaeological medicine. Yeah. Um, that is a line uttered by Spock on the old, the original series when they're talking about this episode. Interesting. Uh, there. so after he dies in that episode, she spends the rest of the series pining after Spock and it's a mess, but I feel like strange new worlds is fixing this. I think that's one of their big missions. It does seem if not a mission, a personal amusement that they like finding canonical problems in Star Trek and smoothing it over with this show. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe she'll realize she made a huge mistake, but by the time Spock is clamped down on human exploration and you know, he holds a grudge, but also I think she has backed way off since Boimler told her that she doesn't appear in his history and uh, she's not telling Spock about that. And he has become hurt about that all around. He just doesn't have the experience to handle it. Uh, Vulcans, they're introverted, hardened, oblivious bunch. Um, Yeah, I so like. I took Chapel as just wanting to kind of like not get too serious about anybody and mm-hmm. Spock's conservative seriousness approach to the relationship has put her off
1: more so than the Boimler thing yeah I guess it could be both things you know she started kind of like oh, I don't know if I want to get too tied down here and then Boimler comes in and starts talking about the future yeah. and she's like oh boy now I really don't think I want any part of this that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, imagine
0: if you've got, you know, you're three months into a relationship, it's kind of going, ah, it's not what I thought it would be. Uh, we got some weird disconnects and where, and then some from someone from the future just comes by and casually says, oh, you're actually not in this person biography at all. Uh-huh. You would, you'd probably be like, oh God, thank God I can, I can get out. You wouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. The universe nah. is telling me something, right? <laughs> I do wonder what she like, like, how do they fix the, the kind of cringy pining after Spock in the old series? That's where,
1: yeah, you just
0: you can't really fix things that didn't work in the original. Right. Unless they kind of like, she's just like this contradictory character where she was like really ambitious and young and she was making her career. And then she settled down with, she like fell in love with the professor and settled down with him, but then he got killed And she's now a person who had could have had that career, but it's passed her by and she's just trying to rekind. I don't know. I'm very curious to see what it's like watching the old series with knowledge of this series in your head, because it would be neat that they could square that circle. Uh, Karen says, finally, I think the wedding of Sarek's son that Picard talks about in The Next Generation attending as a young man is that of a late life marriage between Spock and Chapel." I believe they'll finally work it out. Sure she'll be in her 90s, but so what? She could have they could have a good 20 years together. That's my head canning and, and canon, and I'm sticking to it. All right. Sure. Yeah, I like it. Um I am very curious. That's the the Chapel's such a central character and she's such a marginal character in the old series. I just like, yeah, how are they gonna to work that out? It'd be great if they could figure out something that, that would make it work. Page C. Like Jim, I'm not a huge fan of musicals. An old one's definitely great on my nerves, but I really enjoyed this one. It was fun, and as someone who supposedly hated it, Jim sure did seem like a lot to like a lot of the parts as he went along in the recap.
1: Hmm. Mm. I secretly loved it.
0: I think you, if, 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 <laughs> if, 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 <laughs> you're if you probably doing the time-tested technique of I didn't like this episode, but I'm not going to bring the whole episode down by
1: shitting over it in every single
0: <laughs>
1: sentence of my review, so... Oh, well, you also made some good points during hmm. the recap and review. So, you know, uh-huh. I, I'm, I'm open to, to being mistaken about certain scenes or just not getting them. Um, right. So, yeah, uh, overall, I, I was negative on the episode, but I, there are definitely parts in it to like. I, I'm not saying it was all trash. Alan says, I'm so delighted that Jim hated this episode and made sure to
0: note it wasn't inherently because it's a musical, because he likes some musicals, as I do, but that this was just a bad musical. I agree completely, except I thought Laon was great. A couple others are passable. Otherwise, it's mostly a swing or, and a miss for me. Um, I mean, yeah. That makes it like-
1: sound like I also didn't like Lawn or Uhura, and that's not true. I thought both of them hated. are good singers. There's one of them is you her is saddled with some bad lyrics and some mediocre oh, camera and effects work. Uh whereas Lon's Lon's whole thing I thought was pretty good. It had it had a nice hook that I could get into. The song was decent. She's a great singer. Roll, rolling around the sheets with Kirk. That was cute. Yeah. Yeah. That Lon stuff worked. Michael says, I'm sure the
0: hive mind has alerted to the importance of Dr. Corby. Another is, uh, we talked about that. Turns out he's the not-so-secret future fiance of One Nurse Chapel. Mm -hmm. Another is the identity of the officer sitting at the console next to Ortegas. She was called Mitchell. I wonder if she could be a gender-bent Gary Mitchell from where no man has gone before. Have you seen that episode? That's one of the more famous episodes, and this is where this guy uh who had unusually high like esp esper and psycher scores they go to the edge of the universe or the galaxy and he gets hit by this cosmic ray that amplifies all the psychic powers and he, his eyes turn silver and he's able to control the crew uh
1: have you seen that uh it's not ringing super loud and bells so probably not the only thing
0: is like Mitchell's wearing a command shirt and i believe this helmsman is wearing a red i don't know what the hell that is that like uh engineering services security um wearing a wearing a red shirt but maybe huh. they get promoted maybe they get uh uh switched <laughs> departments i don't know but it's uh mm-hmm. he was also a helmsman even though he's a lieutenant commander lieutenant commander helmsman yeah. of the enterprise uh, i also thought it's funny because I, I started reading this guy's wikipedia page uh this uh, gary mitchell and he claims in this episode that he set kirk up with a cute little blonde lab technician who kirk almost married clearly talking about carol marcus
1: oh okay sure yeah, Th- that's interesting
0: it. Uh, Todd says the moment I saw the promos and even the promo art I got a once more with feeling vibe from this episode do you do you recognize this reference
1: once more with feeling hmm.
0: classic Buffy the vampire episode nah, uh, I never really watched it, that show yeah I, I I had a girlfriend make me watch the first hat like up through season I think three or four before we broke up so I it's fine show I didn't get this far though he said uh, it was the season six episode seven a musical episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer why Buffy was further along in his run than Strange New World is I think they were in similar places audience development wise Buffy had to create its audience from mostly nothing whereas Strange New World obviously just has to not suck to inherit a starving fan base <laughs> recently I read an article where Anton Mount said that they were channeling once more with feeling in this episode why do I feel like I liked once more with feeling better than subspace two reasons and they both align with Jim's observations so you should like this Jim first once more feeling had bigger numbers keeping it all on a starship limited what they could do even if they did, did bigger ensemble pieces it would still just be starfleet folks with starfleet folks let's face it one highlight was the klingons breaking out into k-pop moves uh did we did we talk about how the klingon general was the same actor actor that plays heller
1: i don't think we actually mentioned that in the episode been something we came up in uh Cause in, i didn't know in, it in, yeah um, so that's maybe a cool little you, detail. Maybe
0: you clued me in on that during the episode. I can't remember. Also, why are people saying that Klingons look like a K-pop band? Like, I think they just look like a boy band. Has it been so long since we had boy bands that the, like people think the Koreans invented the concept?
1: <laughs> maybe. I mean, it has. Because like everyone's like,
0: like," but what about that screamed K-pop over just like it's a boy band? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe I just I, obviously I don't watch enough K-pop. I mean, K-pop's the rage right now. So listen to enough K-pop. Um, a different setting with more diverse options would have helped, but the real piece was missing was the finale. There was nothing poignant or opposing about it. You ended happy as a musical should, but once more feeling didn't do that. It took the happy musical ending and twisted it. So punched you in the gut. In this finale, you learned that Buffy's friends uh, in attempting to resurrect her didn't save her, but instead had pulled her out of heaven. So now she's living in a version <laughs> of hell because of them. The very wow. apex of a fun, Fighting and victory, Joss Whedon, who has a lot of flaws as a storyteller, still managed to deliver a sucker punch that sticks with me today. Subspace didn't do that. It was fun, sweep, also forgettable, a missed opportunity to be more. Um, I mean, it's hmm. yeah, I could see that. That's like
1: uh, no one got pulled out of heaven and put into hell. <gasps> Sending and- characters to hell doesn't strike me as very Star Trek, but i i see what you're saying like it didn't it you know it didn't emotionally resonate with you very much so sure yeah um but yeah that's the thing it's like but they could i don't know if they waited
0: longer in the crew they might have been able to do something that with like pike and his tragic oh yeah
1: yeah uh i don't know if demise that seems like a big swing you know you make the <laughs> you make the episode where pike gets disfigured uh it, it, to be a musical, that seems like a dangerous thing to do. Well, it's, it's like it moment. all, but it's it's a dark
0: thing that they pull out at the end, I think. Um, but uh-huh. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. I uh, And uh, it's I will buy that Buffy did a better musical episode. I had no problem admitting that. Um, Cincinnati Joe says, forgive me if it's been covered, uh, and you may know by now, but in Episode 9 podcast, Aaron didn't know if Sam Kirk was in t- the old series. He was briefly. They found him dead on a world attack by flying parasites. Uh, His corpse was played by William Shatner with a mustache pasted on. (laughs) I looked at it. It is fucking hilarious. Jim. I got to look this up. (laughs) William Shatner with like dead guy makeup rocking a Sam Kirk mustache. It's great. It's great. But that's why I didn't remember. He's in uh operation annihilate that's when the little like uh stingrays are flying around and biting people on the back and taking over the brain uh Jesus. yeah he's just like in a brief scene dead on the ground it's <laughs> amazing that's amazing uh so yeah, sam now kirk, i get the mustache sam kirk uh dark future apparently mm-hmm uh josh says i want to ruin under the cloak of war for everyone why can't they just keep oh, the no. soldiers in patterns in the transporter buffers as they are about to go into combat? When they beam back, they just get put back the way they were. Boom! Now go out there and keep fighting. Yeah, there we go. Let me do you well, one better.
1: Well, your does your body have to be disintegrated into? I in was the about to say buffer?
0: they do the Thomas Riker bullshit where they bounce that beam off a of swamp gas and they make there two. You go. Yeah. Every time you kill a Starfleet officer, they come back two love it. What are you going to do to that Klingons that also have transporter technology. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it could be like it could be just like I wonder if it's like um like a rule of war where they uh-huh. just like we're not going to, you know, cuz otherwise, you know, there's lots of things you can do in modern warfare that you're not supposed to. Sure. It gets you in trouble because it's considered inhumane or mm-hmm. prolonging or whatever, I don't know. Uh Todd has another problem with cloak of war He says it's an amazing episode put it right alongside the deep space nine episode in pale moonlight uh, we talked about that um, but there's one glaring problem captain picard has run through the heart with a nausicaan dagger in some random dive bar somehow managed to live this, this the tale to the tail we mm-hmm. see here that klingon raw literally stabbed in sickbay but somehow managed to succumb to his wounds. It's also well, not forget the, Klingon... by the doctor.
1: Let's, let's, let's say true, the doctor is the one
0: who killed him. I don't know that he wants to heal him. Let's also not forget the Klingons have all sorts of redundant organ systems to help sustain them in combat. Are you telling me there's no way to save Ra when he's inches away from every state-of-the-art piece of medical equipment the Federation can conjure? That Mbinga and Chapel just let him
1: bleed out? That no other medical staff notice him lying on the floor? <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it's... Look, all, all the equipment some, for some reason was malfunctioning that day. I don't know why, but like MedBay 2's virus, whatever it's got, must have spread. These MedBays just are, you know, yeah. They're unreliable yeah. sometimes. And well, I guess a Klingon's got to die for it. They're about as
0: reliable as your average zip drive from 1996. <laughs> they're just not not really there as technology yet. Yep. Uh, it's deep cut for Gen Xers out there in the audience. Um Jeez. So uh, Todd says this does make the ending much darker, but for a second in the conference room post-mortem, I really thought they're going to reveal he's still alive, but some have been framed with the dagger uh, and set to rot in some prison as a result. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so the only problem is that Mbinga got away with it because it seems like what you're saying is, yeah, how would this criminal ink? But I mean, I think it says something about the episode that I, who usually notice shit like this had yeah, no I mean I, I definitely saw that they were leaving it a little mysterious and a little bit of open for interpretation, but mm-hmm. they cast the spell well enough that I was not on the, the, the trail of this.
1: Yeah, it worked uh well emotionally, so I think you forgive some of it.
0: Um, Bobby says in the finale the part the bug me was they found chapel alive in the saucer section almost immediately but then they just launched the saucer into the planet I'm surprised they uh-huh. weren't like you know maybe there's more survivors on the ship <laughs> I found one right away just by walking around probably or more nah just launch it yep yep and you're it, it's like it's that's a thing about tightening up like this isn't a rewrite this is like a five second episode of somebody Ortega's like we just found a survivor there could be more mm-hmm. and Una or Pike saying we have got we we have got a war against the Gorn with no support from the Federation we're making you know like let's like let, let's say you know let's say there's all 200 crew we're sacrificing them for 5,000
1: colonists that's all they had to do that or or be like, well, we can't we can't do the scan from here. The interference is too great. But once Spock is over there, he can scan it. And so and like Spock can is... make that
0: call when he gets over there, right? But then you buy that Chapel's the only one in this whole fucking ship that survived. Like, I why? mean, why? that's
1: a long shot for sure. But at least it would cover over the. It did, but of, it does
0: feel like Spock we went over there and was it. like, "I've secured the hot blonde. Fuck everybody. It's uh-huh. like, yeah, just like pull the ripcord and my
1: every- survivor,
0: the one I care about." Yeah, the one I have emotional involvement with, everybody else. Mhm. Um, Craig from the UK says, "I would like to see so in the hopes and and the desires column says I would like to see Pike be a bit more assertive. He's a seasoned captain after all. After strong de- debut debut at Disco, I think he's become a bit soft. I know his impending destiny is known to him, but you'd think it would give him a bit of a, a more of a galvanization to do more." I imagine this will go for a five. Okay, well, let's Start there, I think they're trying to go with a pike aware that he's dying and aware that his crew is going to have to su- soldier on without him, and he's allowing them to take more of a role in hmm. command decisions and going with their gut and 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 whatnot, but like I think they need to make that explicit, like he needs to have a conversation yeah. with somebody about it because, Probably Spock. yeah. Because I, it's 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 one of those things where it's like distracting how deferential he is to some of his junior officers,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I and this is just headcanon hey. I made up. It might not even
1: be true. Well, you can kind of see it. You know, he's he's following some of the desires of his crew, right? Like uh, Ortega's wants to do the away mission and be a pilot there, mm-hmm. and probably doesn't have real cause to, but he lets her, right? Yeah, his command style, like you see even in the
0: final couple episodes, like he sets his people up to succeed. Like he pumps up Ohura and lets her know how important she is so she can see. Su- like that mm-hmm. seems to be more of the thing he's going to than rather the dynamic does everything captain himself. And I think it's a deliberate decision, like I said. But they but- definitely,
1: I'm with you, they need to make it a
0: little more explicit next season. Yeah. Uh, So Craig continues, I imagine this will go for a five season run, culminating in the old series crew at the helm at the last episode. So the question is, can and will it continue after that? Uh, Maybe there's some new stories of their own. Or how about this? In a 10 episode season, have four or five of the old stories retold to a 21st century audience. A soft reboot from the first season of the old series. They could do Balance of Terror or Arena, for example. Maybe the Gorn that Kirk fights is like 200 years old, and that's why it's so slow no need to retcon it, it just happens to be not as an impressive victory as it first appeared uh, in <laughs> any case I can't wait for season 3, whichever century it comes back I love the old ass Borg theory, shriveled that, up that Kirk just ate like this, this Gorn is on his last molt he's gotten soft <laughs> in the middle his tail's inj- falling off, and uh-huh. he just barely can hang in there, I <laughs> fucking love it! <laughs> That makes so much sense.
1: Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, what's, what's your appetite for
0: them just refilming some classic Star Trek episodes with the new old crew? I
1: don't know about four eh, out of five episodes. That's a lot. Eh, I, I'd say do it as like a, a stunt akin to the musical episode. I don't, I don't think mm. I want that to be prominent in the season. Okay. It's, It, ah, yeah I I don't know I mean maybe once we get to like a season five and it's like okay we've told all these stories before this era now let's go back through some of the highlights of TOS and do those for one season and get out maybe a whole season kind of at the end to book to book in this thing or you know to cap off this thing that I think might be be cool I'd like to see I think it'd be maybe more fun instead of
0: like gilding the lily with some of the best episodes is like take some of those really shitty season okay. 3 episodes like Spock's Brain. Can you make Spock's Brain good with this crew? I don't know. Hmm. Um but I I so I also don't think we're making it 5 years of Pike. In fact, yeah. if I could predict, I would think next season Pike is going to be crippled and Kirk is going to take over.
1: It's it's feeling like they're moving through that stuff pretty fast with the the uniting of the crew members. Like getting Scotty in there was, yeah, kind of the crazy thing. I was like, what they're doing it this quick with the Spock Kirk introduction and then Scotty back to back. Okay, and, and
0: fucking Kirk is essentially getting his mail on the Enterprise now as often as he shows uh, up. So like, yeah. I it He's does feel quarters like... on the Enterprise basically. Yeah, and I think that would be interesting because like there's the idea and this is why i need to rewatch the old series to see exactly how this connects but like the idea that like kirk finishes out the a five-year run so you get the you know you get three seasons or so of pike and then a season and a half of kirk and then that's the end of that five-year run Mm -hmm. and then the next the the old series essentially starts the, the, the 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 next five year run so you've got a little bit of room to tell some of the stories
1: of that transition period yeah, I think there's definitely room for it. And and you can kind of retcon a lot of the weirder stuff, you know, like we've been talking about with yeah. chapel and that stuff. Cause like, I don't know that I want to see strange
0: new worlds forever. I would like for them to do Mm -hmm. five to seven seasons of it. And then what I'd really like to see them do is a start, uh, something set in the 24th fucking century Mm -hmm. that is like strange new worlds where it's more about exploration, more about cooperation, more about technology and weird planets and alien civilizations. And not so much about the fucking Federation's got a black ops. It's gone wrong. And it's killed. Yeah. Like,
1: i would really love to see the era where like the the robot wars stuff happened but not in the style of picard because that picard stuff was shitty i think the the core of it could have been really cool if it was written better yeah but yeah that like 24th 25th century kind of cusp where you know they're fighting against uh the ai that's trying to take over that could be really cool Like in a Mm. Deep Space Nine kind of way, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Red alert. Here comes an ad break.
1: We're getting geared up for the sixth annual Summer Badass Fest. And while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy, we've got an early action-packed announcement to make.
0: Just like last year, we're kicking off Badass Season with a live movie watch and podcast recording. We've rented out a theater for connoisseurs of action films and ball move fans that
1: just want to have a great time. Unlike last year, this year's movie is top secret, Hush Hush. No hints, except it's incredibly badass, it stars an absolute icon of the genre, we're willing to bet most of you haven't seen it and it's going to be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers
0: Let's boldly go back to the episode. Welcome back to Bald to Go. Uh, let's see. Leah's next. She says, hey, guys, really loving the Strange New Worlds coverage. I'm a huge musical theater person. I love what they did to the musical episode. I think I love that they're having so much fun with it, and I completely agree with Aaron's uh, uh, Rules of Third. I do think that a lot of songs this episode were a bit weak and I was slightly disappointed that maybe the musicals they're in conversation with are just older than I like, like the Gilbert Sullivan era that Una's Mm -hmm. into, but there's so much amazing development in modern musical theater. You could have really killed it in the songs of style of rent, Hamilton, spring awakening, even something as old as Greece, but it wouldn't be the first time Star Trek completely ignored the existence of modern music in favor of less relatable (laughs) classics. Say it ain't so. It's never, they never done that. Leah. (laughs) In um, the style of Rent. Every time I think of something in the style of rent, my 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 mind goes to Team America: World Police, and ever you know everyone's <laughs> got AIDS. How sure. would you? Everyone's infected with Gorn eggs, 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 eggs. <laughs> <laughs> See, done, done. Yep.
1: You just wrote uh, a better musical episode. Perfect. <laughs>
0: I did absolutely love the first number, the credits in both La'an and Una solos. I actually thought the scene of Ahura alone in whatever part of the ship she was in was breathtaking and brought tears to my eyes. Thank wow. you. Wow,
1: wow. Thank okay.
0: you. I like the simple arrangement. I'd love to hear an apology for your comments during the Lower Decks crossover episode podcast along the lines of, whose favorite character is Ahura?" She's so inspiring to so many people and women of color, and I really love that they're giving her a full backstory and arc of personal growth, and this show sell so well-deserved. Uh, we see her go from the awkward young adult stage of not knowing where she fits and what she wants to do to fully owning who she is, trauma and all, and what her strengths are and coming into her own. And I thought that song played, uh, put really put a cap on her transformation. She walked out of a confident character that we know that she becomes. I agree. I think that her whole arc pivoted there from essentially Cadet Ahura to the Ahura we know
1: and love. Um, and you can... I... Go ahead. Yeah you can have your apology. I I think yeah, it's it she was inspiration. I I'm in my mind nichelle Nichols is the thing that inspired so many people. It wasn't necessarily that's... the character of uhura but it was her place in history. And I it's a I, it's a weird distinction to make. I agree. So Yeah, yeah so that's apology that's... given. Hopefully apology received.
0: Um I don't know if I'm I'm going to fucking double down. Oh uh, Jesus. <laughs> Cause that's, that's the, I thought I articulated that, but that's precisely the meta thing that trips me up. It's undeniable how iconic and inspirational or was, not just to uh, little boys and girls growing up in the 1960s, but like literal astronauts have said, mm-hmm. you know, I was mm-hmm. a black girl growing up and whatever. And I saw this other black woman on the starship of, and I thought that's something I could fucking do. And here I am on the shuttle uh enterprise or whatever i I'm, I'm doing it um that's very cool i don't understand why a black woman in the 24th century would see her as a giant role model and that's where the meta breaks down because like we have to be something like 300 years post-racial tensions at that time mm-hmm. so like it's a weird like it brings me back to like, oh, this show was written in 2023 or 19 or 1965 or whatever, instead of like this is a contemporary 23rd, 24th century kind of thing. That's the only thing. It's it's not that I'm okay. like, oh yeah, ahura, uh-huh, fuck ahura. Uh-huh. It's like, why? What's the name of the uh Bohmler's friend on the, uh, the name like Mer- traveler, Mer- something sir, like that? I, I don't remember her name. Speedster, thrust. mariner Mariner. thank you something involving travel it didn't it does not make sense like why they would um just like i don't understand why bonler worships uh the number one una like
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah like these women are breaking barriers in 1960s television not in 2352 starfleet is what i get at but i don't know maybe sure sure maybe i um explained it poorly or maybe it's still an asshole opinion i don't know um what else she goes i also i don't know i also felt like that just connect kind of connected every single character beat we've seen from ahura with a through line that wasn't there before even with her literally connecting spock and kirk uh ps i've been listening to the soundtrack on repeat all week so i must i now actually love it i take back being slightly disappointed i think connect to your truth is the only skippable one and the rest are total earworms the ahura kind hmm. not the tng admiral kind <laughs> course i and and not the Seti alpha five guy. i was gonna say i gotta say that technically (laughs) those were neckworms you're talking about the cd alpha five earworms Uh, but uh easy mistake to make (laughs) i i agree with you i i used to not kind of be lukewarm on chapel's song um but but yeah connect to your truth and it's it's fine it's like it's very gilbert and sullivan but um I don't know. It seems like Una is kind of like a little stodgier that way, too. Uh, uh, We got two more. Alan's up uh, penultimate email. I love the episode, but you're absolutely right to note some wonky physics and just generally argue that getting the details right would only help the show. Traditionally, the biggest Star Trek fans have been engineers and literal rocket scientists. Shouldn't that intense, loyal, intensely loyal audience get paid some respect? Uh, I guess they could also figure they'd get those viewers regardless, so they can take them for granted, which is uh, sad. But as Spock might note, possibly logical. Ding, ding, ding. I think you uncovered something there. It doesn't you know?
1: cost you anything. Like your yeah. viewers aren't going to tune out because you're internally consistent, consistent with the physics we understand. I mean,
0: well, I tell you what, the show yeah. that they're making for their rocket scientists and engineers is uh, is uh, 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 for all mankind. Very and true, And yeah. I don't know how many people are watching the show, but I know nobody's listened to the podcast on that <laughs> show. So maybe there's just not that many rocket sciences to cater to. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh you probably already got a million people pointing this out to you, but just in case, Mbinga cannot die, as he was featured on a believe two episodes of the old series. Wow. So okay. so I didn't realize I thought he was just in the menagerie. Um or the, kid, the 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 pike re you know they, they redid the pilot to be part of the star trek. I thought he was just in that, but apparently he's he was in a scene where he interacts with McCoy. So, he's mm-hmm. got the prequel plot armor for sure. The list of characters with prequel armor now includes Spock, Uhura, Chapel, and Binga, Jim Kirk, and Scotty. Plus, Sam Kirk can only die in one specifically preordained way,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and of course, Pike can only be maimed in a very specific manner. So, really, you've only got Una, Laan, Pelia, and Ortega who so could potentially die in any given scenario on the show. All right, that's our objective: we have to kill all five of these women over the oh, next Jesus. however many seasons. Are they all
1: women and Mitchell. Let's throw Mitchell in there too. Well, so that's they bring
0: themselves in a the corner because, like in the pilot episode of Star Trek: The Old Series, Christopher Pike makes this. Uh, crack about a new female officer he's got and he's like I'm not so comfortable with all these women on my bridge and then Una of course is there and he goes well except for you Officer Chin Riley you're like like you're one of the boys and Jesus to overcorrect well not to overcorrect to correct from that one of the things you'll note is unless it's Spock every fucking bridge officer on Enterprise is a woman so like yeah yeah. Pike is, and that, that's the thing, that's the word the meta gets, because like, I don't know why Pike is so fucking sexist in the mid-23rd century, but he is. So maybe there are some, like, maybe Uhura did have to <laughs> overcome some just then, old-fashioned, very old-fashioned racism in
1: in Star Trek, the original series. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's going to totally flip-flop here in the next couple of years, right? Because Uhura will be, like, the only woman on right. the bridge. Yeah, because Kirk just don't... <laughs>
0: He likes the ladies, but not in that capacity. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's fraught. It's fraught when you try to fix the the metaphysical problems with uh, shit made in the 60s. But uh, mm-hmm. I like that they're doing it. Um, Sadie, final, is the uh, the ultimate uh, feedback. Says, after the finale, I was really itching for some more Star Trek content. Decided to check out the three Pike episodes from the original series. I've been watching chunks of the old series and reruns as a kid, but I haven't seen the entire series. It's pretty fun and thought-provoking, and it gave me an idea for some Strike Fielder content if it keeps on. Interesting, Sadie. Hmm. Uh, perhaps you could do a short pod series covering episodes from the original series that feature the Strange New Worlds characters. I've pr- uh, pr- uh, provided you a helpful guide below. Wait, so if it's you all do... of them.
1: Captain Kirk is in.
0: Well, they're saying only the Strange New World characters. So if you want to do Una and Pike, you got the Menagerie Part 1 and 2. Yeah, I'm... If you want to do... Go ahead.
1: James T. Kirk is a Strange New Worlds character. Are you talking about the bridge crew from the Enterprise in Strange New Worlds? Is that what you mean? Because um, Spock is in,
0: basically. So her final paragraph says, I don't think you need to do a special one from James Kirk or Spock. Uh, and I guess now Scotty, too, okay. since they would be covered okay. in the other characters' episodes. But she's talking about the ones that only really get a showcase on Strange New Worlds. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And Pike, The Menagerie Part 1 and 2. Mbinga was featured in A Private Little War and That Which Survives. Sam Kirk was in Operation Annihilate, as we mentioned. And he only is dead. He just shows up dead. Uh, T'Pring, of course, the classic Amok Time. Nurse Chapel is in lots of episodes, but maybe The Naked Truth for her interactions with Spock. Uhura, again, is in lots of episodes, but a quick search suggests Mirror Mirror would be a good one. La'an is not in the old series, but you could also work in the Khan episode Space Seed. Mm. Hmm. Uh, I might be missing some characters, but I don't think you'd need to do one for James Kirk or Spock, or I guess now Scotty too, since you know we already talked about. I guess Pelia, but I don't think she was in. Because mm. you got others that are only in Strange New Worlds, and they won't ever be in another one, like Laan. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I don't, I don't know. Like that's a that's a middle ground between doing a full series rewatch and something fun between the next two series. It's it's I I I, I know we want to do something with this feed. It's all about. Uh, we have limited time and uh, soon to be limited television what's the best use of that time you know what's what's going to make the most amount of our fans happy uh, is, is it too much to wish to attract maybe a new fan base which I think maybe we're getting a little bit with Star Trek because it seems like it's like yeah. a, a larger pool of fans and communities that we haven't done a lot with and uh, you know with Picard and now this we're, we're starting to get mentioned yeah um, so I don't know. I'd I, I like the idea, though. I would like to do something with the Star Trek feed, um, especially if the strike continues. So that's all we got. Uh, Star Trek at Baldmove.com is how you get in touch with us. Again, if you want to know what we're up to, if you want to see if we're doing any upcoming Star Trek series or we're going to do a revisit, uh, social media, any at Bald Move is fine except for TikTok, at Baldest Move. And then if you like what we're doing here, if you want to join the crew, Uh, and get the following Starfleet benefits such as ad-free feeds and extra bonus audio and video content. I've got the deal for you. Support.baldmove.com. Join the club and get all these and more. Uh, And keep us uh, uh, podcasting. 50% of our revenue derives directly from fan support, and uh, we literally couldn't do it without it. So thank you for everyone who supports us, and uh, if you haven't, consider it. Support.baldmove.com. That's it officially for Strange New World Season 2. We are closing the book on it. We'll definitely be back for season three and stay tuned for any star Trek action in between until then we're signing off we're closing hailing frequencies. We're beaming up. We're entering warp until the next time I'm Aaron and I'm Lieutenant commander Helmsman Jim. I want this season to end now.